Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean. Glad you are with us. Both myself and my co-hosts, we're both financial advisors, practicing financial advisors. Spend our days during the week helping people like yourself broadcast our program on the weekends to be your financial advisors over the airwaves, podcast waves, whatever you want to call those. So. Yeah. And sometimes we dig into the financial numbers um, and put our commentary in there. And other times we say, you have enough access to what's going on in the yeah, news. Yeah, I mean, we don't, it's not the program you come in here exactly with the Dow did last week. Like, yes. I don't think. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think you need another source of telling you. It's interesting. It's interesting, Pat, how... Uh, we now have access to the what our, our portfolio is valued at by the minute on the device we have in our pocket or our hand, right? Yes, our mobile device. We can know what's going on in the financial markets at right the tip. I remember years ago they started mutual funds that published the things once a quarter, like how your fund is doing, right? Uh, and then newspapers started publishing more, and then I remember there used to be. Um, some phone numbers that you could call. I forget who actually hosted those. Yeah. But I remember sometimes I'd be in my car and use the car phone to call a number to figure yeah. out what's and going you would, on with the market. You would put in the, you type in the stock symbol yeah. and it would, or the uh, mutual fund symbol. But the interesting thing is we have access to information, not only what our portfolio is worth, what the markets are doing, we have access to just about every bright economist in the globe at our fingertips. But yet we don't seem to be making better choices when it comes to our finances as a, as a, as a society. If you think about this, it doesn't, we still have market cycles. Wait, you, you, you're implying that people didn't change their behavior just because they have access to information. Well, if you think about it, information age and if values of securities are based upon <laughs> information readily available to us all. Why is it that the last 30 years, as technology has changed so dramatically, where we all have access to the information and it continues to increase, maybe although one could argue that perhaps we are starting to lose some of that access with the way some of these... But, but do you think that, I guess this would be a question that we could go back and measure, is that have the markets become more volatile as we have had greater access to information? They're about the same. Look what I looked at. Yeah. The financial crisis, we had a lot of volatility. The VIX, remember the VIX? Every day you hear about the VIX. Yeah. You don't hear so much about the VIX anymore. People talk about what a volatile year this is. And it's, eh, it's actually not that volatile. It's just a lot more down days than up days, unfortunately. Yes. And it's been a tough, it's tough, it's tough to be an investor in times like this. It, I, particularly so with interest rates going up. A year ago, people talked about there is no other. There are, there are no alternatives. Tina, whatever it was. There is no alternative. Tina. Yes, then. That's then, what I think. Then stocks. Yes. And I've always thought, ah, actually, there are quite a few alternatives, and you probably shouldn't have everything in stocks if you need your money anytime soon. But uh, now it can be tempting for someone to say, I've owned these, I, I've had a balanced portfolio. I'm down for the year. My stocks are down. My bonds are down. I'm just going to cash out 
and go buy CDs. I can get some CDs pretty good. Or I can get two-year treasuries around 4%. Why don't I just go and put my money in the treasuries and bail out of the markets? Or maybe I'll just take my money out, put it in treasuries, CDs, and wait for the mark, wait for things to recover, to recover a bit and then go back in. As if you know, knew the time. As if you knew... Um, if you, but these are the questions that people are having around the dinner table at night, understand, right? Scott, but if you were actually that good at calling the bottom, why weren't you that good at calling the top and taking your money out at then? That's what I, I say to my, I have discussion with friends and my family all the time. Look, we don't know what the sequence is going to do. What we do know is historically how long the holding period should be and what the assumed rates of return conservatively can be through a long period of time. But to believe that I can call the bottom but wasn't able to call the top would be foolhardy. That's a good point. <laughs> right? You think it would be so smart to be able to get back in. What well, happened last time? Why wasn't I there at the top? Why didn't I come out at the top? And it's, it is the constant. And you say it's difficult to be an investor. This is the cost of investing. This is flat out, right? This is the That's cost. Right. This is it, right? But what I'm saying is it can be tempting for someone to say, at this point, I'm going to be happy with 4%. Scott, it's tempting for people at the top of the market to actually push more money into uh, equities because that's the only way they're going to get a lot of money. They're going to make a lot of money. So we all struggle with this thing as an investor. It's fear and greed, fear and greed. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if I like the, it, I don't know if it's a greed thing as much as it is. People want to protect what they have. Okay. I, clearly, people make stupid investment choices out of greed. Like if I if I strike rich on this, I'm going to get Ponzi myself. Ponzi schemes a wouldn't exist unless there was that greed. I, I, absolutely. But I think the most most Americans who have saved well during their lives have some financial resources and some financial independence. I I think it's more fear than anything. They, they don't want to have to go backwards in their lifestyle. They've worked hard. They've had a certain lifestyle over the years. They've planned well. They're at a stage in their life like, okay, I can maintain. I just want to maintain the standard limit. Most people are much more concerned about not going broke than they are about becoming broke. That is correct. So um, I don't know if it's a greed thing as much as it is trying to protect what I've got. I, I think it's a station in life thing. Because how someone reacts to a $2 million portfolio or a million dollar portfolio in their 40s versus someone who reacts to them in their 60s or 70s when they're not working. Totally agree with that. Because the older you get when you leave the workforce, you realize you, you don't, you, it, it's difficult for you to step back in and try to make it up, which is why portfolios, by the way, get more conservative a lot of the times when people go into retirement by design. Unfortunately, this year's the bonds didn't help the portfolios in terms of stemming losses. Uh, having, but, and you might be saying, well, I shouldn't have been in those bonds. But the reality is people are expecting rates to go up for the last decade, <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, I heard that argument, oh, rates are going to go up. And we look, we, we were very short on our, on our bond portfolio, so our, we didn't have the same kind of uh, Scott, as the would it surprise you? It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, it, I, I was thinking about this uh, it, it, this morning. It wouldn't surprise me if all of, all of a sudden uh, the Federal Reserve slowed, slowed the interest rate. 
rise. Yeah, or a time we're expecting another eight increase of 75 basis points. That's seven seventy-fifths of 100s, uh, three quarters of percent. We're expecting that, and suddenly they say, we're doing a quarter, we're doing a half, or we're not doing it right now. It wouldn't surprise me at all, and it wouldn't surprise me at all 18 months from now for them to cut rates by a quarter of a percent. Neither one of those things would surprise me. Or more 18 months from now. That's right. As they try to uh, increase the growth of the economy. This is someone that's just banging on different pedals on the floor of your car. You imagine this. You're like, okay, this is danger ahead. Do I step on the gas? Do I hit the brakes? Gas brakes, gas brakes, gas brakes. That's what the Federal Reserve is doing. And then you've got someone in the back seat. We're going to call it the federal government screaming directions that have nothing to do with the problem. <laughs> that was a big analogy stretch. Yeah, it's a good analogy. There, well, thank you. All right. So uh, I'd love to take your calls regarding your financial matters. And uh, if you want to uh, join us, love to take your call. Our contact number, 916-473-5459. Again, 916-473-5459. We're in Colorado with Christopher. Christopher, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Scott and Pat, it's such a pleasure to be on the show with you guys. My mom and I are big fans of you. And a couple of months ago, she got on the show, and she's been holding it above my head ever since. <laughs> so now it's time I get on the show myself. Well, we appreciate, oh, uh, we appreciate the, uh, uh, you listening to the show. All righty. So just some context about myself. I live in Denver. I'm a 21-year-old finance major, and I'm going to graduate this fall. So I'm calling today to talk about, as I enter my you career, sound You um, sound about 35. And what's cool? So and at first, I'm thinking, well, why are you still living at home here, buddy? Like, so. what, and what school are you going to? Uh, Metropolitan State University of Denver. Okay. So I'm calling to ask a question about um, as I tra- transition into a career and a full time job after I graduate, what are the best ways that I can save and put into investment vehicles that not only meet my retirement goals, but also my near term and mid term goals? What do you think you should do? Yeah, you're the finance well, major. I, you should be all fresh I, on this stuff. <laughs> well, you're talking to a bunch of old guys yeah. that forgot. <laughs> Very wise gentlemen is what I would say. <laughs> um, just for context, I currently have 10000 in savings, 19000 in traditional brokerage accounts, 2000 in a Roth 401k, and then 14000 in a Roth IRA. Okay. Are, have you been maximi- maximizing your Roths? My 401k or my IRA? Your Roth IRA. Uh, previous years I have, but I've started to invest a little bit more into my 401k now that I've had it this year. And in your brokerage account, are there, I mean, the, the one thing I'd be saying is you might as well get the money from your brokerage account into the Roth IRA as much as possible. So if, if you can only save X dollars... And it's going into your 401. How do you have a 401? You working at a, you got like a real job while you're going to school? <laughs> I landed a pretty awesome internship where they offered uh, interns the full perks and benefit packages that normal associates have. Wow. With um, an insurance broker here in Denver. Wow. That's wow. good. That's good. Uh, I'm, I would you. be looking at maximizing that Roth IRA. And if, and if you need the money for some shorter term goals if it's to buy a house or something at some point in time you could always take out your contributions without any taxes right. or penalties and leave whatever earnings are in there that's preferable to the brokerage account which you've got 
what's going to be taxable. Granted, at most of it probably capital gain, but still taxable versus non-tax. Right. I originally I was thinking more in brokerage as of right now because I think I want to retire before fifty nine, and also I don't know I wanted to afford a down payment on a mortgage, but with current rates and prices on houses, I think it's going to be renting for the first couple of years coming out of college. So yeah, probably not in a big rush investment. either. No, no, definitely not. I mean, given the, I wouldn't be in a rush to buy a house right no. now, just given where the markets are. Um, I think you're doing great. Let's go with that. Uh, no question. Yeah, and and then let's go with the second thing. Don't think about the date you're going to retire. You might find that you have such a phenomenal career and so many options in your life uh, that you'll never want to retire. You're going to build a life. Pat, you turned sixty this year, right? Yes. And when you were 21, yes. If I asked you, you, well, I know I've worked with you a long time, and you used to say, "If I have this much in savings, I'm gonna, I'm gonna retire." I used to say that, and then it's like, "Well, if I had this much in savings, <laughs> I'm gonna retire." And now your retirement option, your plan is, I have none. I have none. What I'm trying to do is build a life around and in work that allows me, affords me the opportunity to do what I want to do. Um, but, but work is still an important part of my life as are other parts of my life. So I think you should put off this, this, you know, Christopher, you probably read some about this fire movement. Yeah. My mom's been telling me all about it. I haven't done a whole lot of research, but she's been telling me a lot about it. Yeah. This financial independence, retire early. Financial independence, retire early. And you read these stories about people that worked hard for 10 or 15 years, saved a bunch, and then quit working. But they write these stories, which actually seems like work to me. So did they really work and retire? Or did they just change their job to write about how they're supposedly retired <laughs> while they're actually getting paid to work? <laughs> they just changed professions. <laughs> they just changed professions. I mean, look, I think the sweet spot, really, right, is if 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 you have a, a career such that it's an intersection right between what the marketplace needs what your skill set is and what you're passionate about. It's really the intersection of those things. If you spend your whole career on what the marketplace needs and what you're good at, but you hate doing, you'll find yourself miserable. You'll be seeing a financial advisor in your early fifties saying, how quickly can I retire? I can't do this anymore. This job's terrible. I, I, I can't. And, and, and conversely, if you only do the intersection between your, what you're great at your skills and what your passions are, you might do something that the marketplace can care less about and you're going to starve to death, right? So it's really those, the intersection between those three, three things. And, and then secondly, it's having a plan to financial independence where work is the, an option and not an obligation. And I think I'd be looking at much more around that than it would about having some time I'm going to retire. Yeah, but I think you're doing uh, uh, savings. I agree with Scott. You would want to put as much into the Roth IRAs as you can, even if you have to liquidate some of it out of the brokerage account in order to get there. Uh, I would continue to actually uh, save at the current rate, but still enjoy life. And I will give you unsolicited advice that I give all the young associates. That you solicited ask- your advice. He did. Yeah, he no, called. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him some unsolicited. <laughs> okay. Ad- he he solicited advice about finance. I'm gonna give him career advice. So, all the young people in our organization that come to me and they ask, "What is the thing that I should be doing in order to further my career?" And I tell them to join Toastmasters. 
to learn how to public speak and articulate an idea in such a manner. Does Toastmaster still exist? It certainly does exist. In fact, we have a number of associates here, young associates that have joined it after soliciting. <laughs> but the but then the, the, the person that asked me that question and then six months later comes and asks the same question again, the first thing I say is, did you take my advice last time you asked? And if they say no, I say, well, I'm not going to waste my time answering it again. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just the reality. Well, it's being able to communicate. Being able to communicate. And, and it, be persuasive. To, yeah. In order to communicate and convey your ideas in a persuasive manner with logic and sometimes emotions surrounding yeah, it. Emotion, um, and I think that for anyone in their uh, beginning their careers, Toastmasters, it's a friendly forum. Uh, I have gone to it. Many of our top advisors have gone to it. It is It costs pretty much nothing, but it creates a little community where everyone not only cheers you on about how to communicate, but actually how to You've build a career. You've saved a lot of money. He's a great, unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you. Unbelievable. I, uh, my mom helped me open a custodial Roth IRA when I was got my first paycheck when I was 15. So ever since then, it's been saving pretty much everything I can. Yeah, you're, yeah. Well, well it, part it, of the enjoy, trick is enjoy. You want to enjoy life too, right? Enjoy. Or sure, marry sure. money. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which may be the hardest dollar you've ever earned. Right. So good. Like good. you said, none of us leave this place alive. We so yep. don't want to yep. leave anything. Yeah. Great job. Phenomenal yeah. job. Wish you well, Christopher. Man. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I think like every generation talks about the next generation complains about this, and this generation certainly. There's been a lot of people talking about how they're just they don't their work ethics not the same. I have not experienced that. I haven't. I and quite frankly, they may have talked about us when we were that age, but we couldn't hear them. So good for them. I mean, the young people we that work with Allworth are fun, well, energetic. They may not want the same nine to five, same exact structure, but we don't need that kind of structure anymore anyway with the way yeah. things have moved on. Uh, let's uh, continue with- What did I start? When I started, the guy told me it was a halftime job. You could work any 12 hours of the day you wanted. That's what he said. Well, it was true. <laughs> you can, Pat, just remember, it's a halftime job. You can work any 12 hours of the day you want. Like Saturday and Sunday, mm, six hours on Saturday. I worked most Saturdays yeah. for, not that I was that productive, but. Uh, yeah. Man. Whatever. Let's, uh, let's go to Florida and talk with Carla. Carla, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi. Hi, Carla. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Good. What can we do for you, Carla? Yes, I have a question. Um, I'm currently in the process of doing a refinance of my mortgage. And um, Refinance? Sure. Yeah. Okay. What's the interest rate on your current mortgage? That's it. The current mortgage interest rate is 3.25. Okay. The new one is 5.25. Okay. No, 5.75%. Okay. The reason for the refinance is to pay off a lot of debt, credit card debt, um, a HELOC that I have, and a couple of other few things um, that I have just to kind of get me on a fresh start. Okay. And I'm kind of concerned. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, you're concerned? I'm concerned that, you know, is this a good deal is it a good time 
should I do that as far as putting, because I have a lot of equity right now okay. in my home. Let's, let's just, let's break this out. Let's just go through line by line. It's going to take a couple minutes. Um, okay. We'll go through line by line. What's the value of your home? The value of my home is about 300000 And what do you owe on it? I have the first mortgage is one fifty. Okay, and that's at one, and that's at three point two five. Okay, three point two five. The HELOC is twenty nine thousand. Mm-hmm. And that's an adjustable um, rate mortgage. Correct. Okay. Who else do you owe money to? Oh, credit card bills. Yeah, averaging probably about seventeen thousand, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a. Timeshare, that's about six thousand. Okay. Um, I think that's it. I'll, okay. Include you, you absolutely do not refinance no. your mortgage. Do not. Do not. Do not. The bank, whoever is doing this, should have told you that. They do not refinance your mortgage. Absolutely not. Um, okay. Absolutely not. Um, okay. How did this credit card bill get to you? I mean, just just the interest alone, the increase in interest alone on your home is going to be about four thousand dollars a year, and it increased in, in yeah, four and you, grand. And, and when you just yeah. on that hundred and fifty thousand dollar first mortgage, yeah. And when you said mm-hmm. you have a lot of uh, debt, in mm-hmm. you don't relative to the equity in your home. What do you make? How are you retired? Or are you still working? Unfortunately, I'm still working. <laughs> okay, and how much um, do you make? About about four thousand a month. Okay, and are you supporting anyone? No. And do you have any money in uh, IRAs, four hundred one ks, anything like that? Mm-mm, no, okay. I don't. And how old are you, Carla? Fifty four. All right. Um, you. you, you you what you have to do this credit card debt did it uh, take place in like one time or was it in the years in making? Um, kind of a couple of years in making. I started a business and I kind of had to use the credit card for the business. Okay, and how did what did you do with the HELOC? That went towards the business as well. Okay, okay, you're fine. You're fine. Here's what well, I want. She's not fine. She's trying to, she's I making these payments. I'm gonna, like, I want you to go and subscribe to Dave Ramsey's um, uh, system. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've heard Scott? of that. I, 100%. Like, whether I agree with Dave on all his investment stuff is irrelevant. I have tremendous respect for how he's helped people like Carla get mm-hmm. out of debt. That's his main thing is mm-hmm. get out of debt. If you get out of debt, you've got a lot of f- financial freedom in your life, regardless of how much finances yeah. you have. And, right? and and a lot of his is, is Christian-based or biblical-based. Whether whether that's something you're interested in or not, I mean, that is not, mm-hmm. that's not why we're sending you there for, because of that message. We're sending right. you to Dave Ramsey because he takes people like yourself and has, they call them baby steps, where you actually learn how to manage your budget in order to fix your life and then save for retirement. I, at 54 years of age, um, mm-hmm. I would actually uh, assume that you're going to work until you're 70 and that you're going to institute uh, his program and you're well, going to... Maybe not, if 70, if depending if you can, but you can't... Re- you can't retire without having any savings. That's right. So 
Um, Correct. I, so as much uh, he has got this system and it's going to cost you a few hundred dollars to subscribe. And then there's, they offer them through local churches and there's all kinds of I have programs. no idea what it costs. Uh, I, I do. It's a few hundred dollars. Okay. Um, depending upon what program you sign up for, I would go to Dave mm-hmm. Ramsey. Um, you, this is not what we do know is the answer what you call for, which is, do I refinance? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. Do not refinance. Okay. But you're able to dig yourself out of this hole. It's probably going to take you two or three years, but you'll be able to do it. Sorry the business didn't work or out. Or four years or five years. But yeah. you're, if you refinance, now suddenly your $150,000 mortgage goes to $200,000. But the mm-hmm. interest rate you're paying is so much greater that yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, in fact, okay. you should not talk to uh, the institution that recommended this to you. And that's my current mortgage company. Well, then, 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 just tell them no. Uh, tell them. No. I mean, if you had a hundred fifty thousand dollars first mortgage and three hundred thousand dollars in some other debt at a high rate, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then like, okay, that maybe, maybe, right. okay. <laughs> then maybe, maybe, but okay. You, your mortgage is substantially greater than your other debt. Right. Correct. It's seventy five percent of your debt is your mortgage. And I'd hate to see okay. you like hug, throw away that great interest rate you've got in that first. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Da- Dave Ramsey uh, does a great job um, helping people uh, get out of debt and to build a mm-hmm. good financial foundation. Yeah. And um, like it's not easy. That the, the challenge, like Pat, I know you've seen it as well. People that have lived in the same house for twenty five years. They come visit you near and re- trying to figure out how to retire, and they owe, owe, owe a substantial amount on their house. And you're thinking, what happened? It's because now well, they refinanced and they refinanced and they refinanced. So, yeah. Well, we wish you well. Yeah, we do wish you well. And Carla, I know there's a way out. I would agree with Pat there. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen, Pat McLean. Um, I think we are. You know what's strange this year? Is how strong the dollar's been compared to some other currencies. Some other, all other currencies. The pound has gotten... Hammer. Well, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances around the euro is at par. Yes, that's true. Wasn't that many years ago the euro was about a buck fifty? Yeah. Now it's a buck. Yuan is depreciated. The yen depreciated. The dollar has just been it's the bellwether. And it has been for years and years, but never this strong against that basket of currencies. I shouldn't say never. Yeah. Not for a long, long time. But I didn't see anyone predicting this, did you? No, but it is. it does make profits for companies that, you know, if you look at the major, not only technology corporations in the United States, but multinationals, what percentage of their revenues actually come from overseas, and then they're converting from that currency to this currency without hedges, it most certainly will. Well, even uh, if you hedge, it's a temporary, and there's a cost associated. Long term, that's not a yeah. great... Yeah, but it it most certainly will have an effect on uh, profitability of uh, some 
um, U.S. corporations over the foreseeable future. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we go back to this uh, this call here, we've got a Pat and I are setting aside two hours to be in the studio to take your question regarding your financial um, life, something that's going on. Your someone's recommending something. You want another opinion? You want to just a checkup? Wonder if you can afford to retire? Is your four hundred one k allocated correctly? Whatever the case may be, we'll be in the studio two hours, Monday, October twenty fourth, from ten thirty a.m. to twelve thirty p.m. Pacific. Again, Monday, October twenty fourth, ten thirty a.m. to twelve thirty Pacific. That's one thirty p.m. to four thirty p.m. Eastern time. And we'd love to take your calls during that time. So if you want to join us, you could you can schedule a time by sending an email at questions at moneymatters.com. Again, questions at moneymatters.com or our phone number, which you could either schedule a time or just call during those two hours. If you want to just put on your calendar with the phone number, you can just call during those two hours. We will take your, we'll hang, hang out late if we need to. 916-473-5459 is the number. Again, 916-473-5459. On occasion, we ask people to get in touch with us. We get in touch with them of questions that we have answered in the past and follow up and see whether our advice worked or didn't work. And we call this the house calls part of All Worth Money Matters. And uh, today we're going to visit with someone we talked back in uh, July. Yeah, that was last July. We spoke to one of our podcast listeners named Laura. Um, She's not an All Worth client, but she says she listens to us practically every day. I don't know how you could. It only run once a week, but... Although I remember at a conference years ago, this woman came up and said how this is before podcasts. She would recorded every program and would listen to it twice. Okay. That she was a little odd. I ran away from her. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, at the time, the 62-year-old was going to be separated from her job and needed advice on how her severance should be incorporated into overall financial picture. So here's a clip from that call last July. Um, about 60% pre-tax in brokerage accounts, various 401k and IRAs, et cetera, et cetera. My husband, of seven, he's 77, has a pension of $5,500 a month, approximately. It's per, so we both get our health insurance there as well. He also gets about $1,800 Social Security. Um, when uh, this is, uh, as of August 1st, I'll also have a small pension of about $800 or so. And if I filed, $2,100 in Social Security. Our annual spend is about $123K. And, um, and here we go. Um, I will be getting an approximately 118,000 gross severance on August 1st. Uh, the money, the 1.5 million, which is split 60% in brokerage accounts, pre-tax dollars, and 40% in retirement mm-hmm. dollars. How are those dollars allocated? Um, is it a hundred? Are they a hundred percent stocks? 30. Say 70, 30. No, okay. 70, 30, 65, 35, 70, 30, something okay. like that. So you've got, I no- think it was 70, 30 until recently. And there's $900,000 in brokerage. How much money do you have in your 457 or 401k at work? Uh, at 295. And I actually split out. Um, it was 700 and, or 800,000. Um, and then I split some of it into an IRA and to see, I, well, anyway, I did. Okay. And left the remaining 300,000 in the um, 401k. It is now 200 and something thousand and 400 and something thousand. And when did you say your last day at work was? It's this it's August first. It's going 1st. to be August first. Oh, I was going to say. So we had, you've got you've got money in your brokerage account. Thirty um, percent of it, or thirty five percent of it, is not in the stock market at all, right? Based uh, upon what you just yeah. told us. 
in bonds. It's 30, 70, yeah. 30 bonds. If you yeah. started Social Security today, how much would you receive? 2100 Okay. So when we look at this number, right, you've already done the math here. You said that, um, so you barely, barely, your, your income will be at 10200 a month, and you're living on 120 a year is what you said. Yeah. All right. So are and you we, confident you're are, not going to go back to work? Is, go, go tell us about your mortgage. Let's assume I'm not. My mortgage is forty five hundred. I mean, forty five thousand, and I, we actually have an account that um, I I am determined to convince my husband to um, pay it off with. Yeah, because you're not getting any um, tax deductions. So, you owe forty five grand on your mortgage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did any of the fiduciaries tell you to pay off the mortgage immediately? No. They are not good no. fiduciaries. Pay off your mortgage yeah, immediately. Your husband, I would give or you, take this and pay the mortgage off. I would pay it off right now. <laughs> before, I invest, yeah. before I'd invest it. Don't even ask your husband because you don't have to convince him. It was your income. You made it. You're going to take 100% of that severance. You're going to pay taxes on it. You're going to pay the mortgage off. Okay. And throw the rest in your brokerage account. That, okay. Throw the, the, what literal was um, left, throw into the brokerage account. But better than that, Scott, she can increase her 401k contributions and 457 right. contributions to the maximum. Are you work for the state? County? Municipality? No. Um, oh. 401k. Uh, the, the telecommunications. 401k. I would put as, I would put as I much. I actually took, really put as much? I did the opposite. I stopped all my 401k. I know. I know. We would put as much as possible. You're in a high tax year. You get really? the severance coming on top of your severance other pay. Severance comes as ordinary income. It's probably one of the highest yeah, tax years. Yeah, but I won't years. be working f- for six I months won't be out of the year. From August to the end of the year. Yeah, but do you make? Uh, if you don't want to do, then use the Roth 401k. Yeah, I uh, I make about one fifty, one sixty normally. Year, yeah, so it wouldn't be that much more. But it'll be more, and it's still more than you're going to be making in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. 2025. That's true. You're in a lower tax bracket. So I would clearly use the 401k if yes. I were you. So that's your highest, highest return. That's pay off the mortgage immediately. Okay. You're going to need less to live on. Take the rest yeah. and put it into your uh, 401k, either Roth or not Roth. I would hold off on the Social Security for a couple of years to see if you went back to work. May or may not. Okay. I know how you're feeling today. Like, I'm not going to go back to work, but that may dissipate over time. You might do some part-time consulting or who knows. You, they may miss you so much at work. They beg you to come back and they, they fill your office with flowers every day and thank you for coming in. We have no idea. And I've had clients do all kinds of interesting work around the globe on kind of part-time assignments after they've retired and thought they would never work again. So, and then start, take the difference out of your, um, your brokerage account that you need to live on. All right, so that was uh, the call we had with Laura back last July. Laura, you're with us now. Is that right? That is right. Okay, so how's retirement? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Um, it's it's strange. It's very strange. Um, it, in in many ways, it's good, but it, it's um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel permanent. <laughs> it uh, and how many oh, years? Sorry, how, this is August first. I know it's not very long ago. This is pretty two months. You know, this is pretty normal. Uh, it's pretty normal. You know, when you're truly retired by your vocabulary, when you say we're going on a trip versus we're going on vacation. Oh, right, right, right. No, I was thinking. I thought for a second there you were going to say my vocabulary will deteriorate. Um, oh, no. It depends how you spend your <laughs> retirement, I suppose. Yeah. It, it, and so what I have noticed with clients, when they are 
I can always tell there's this kind of a tell. If they say, oh, we're going on vacation and they've been retired for a while, it tells me that, that they haven't actually in their mind because what are you vacating from? Right. <laughs> right. Right. But if they say we're doing a trip, um, you know, these are subtle so tells, are but you, they are. Are you planning on staying retired? If, is it- it, that's an interesting question. Um, a, I, I thought so, um, and then a uh, former manager of mine um, called me in and said um, there was a job that, I mean, he's become the director, blah, 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 and um, he needs to hire three people, and I didn't know that I had a number. Um, I do. <laughs> um, and 300000 is is really close to it, um, and so um, I... I haven't said yes. I haven't. I haven't. I've you know haven't moved forward because I really do think that if if you keep doing that, you never actually get off the merry-go-round. So, um, so in any case, I, I do think that I'm going to stay. Well, retired. You do. You, you know, I have uh, Scott and I are you know practicing advisors, and we have walked through this for years and years and years with many people. I have had clients that took four or five runs at, at this retirement thing before they got it right. And I have other ones. In fact, I have an 80-year-old client that didn't really retire uh, until he said two years ago. But he had been doing contract work, and it become less and less and less. So My, they- step, my stepfather retired from a utility company at mid-50s, early retirement package, and the next 22 years worked 85% of the time. And didn't yeah. fully retire till seventy-seven. So I actually would like something that is stepping a, a, a step down. You know, a gradual yeah, yeah. step down. But uh, in um, it sounds like the job. Sales. It sounds like the job yeah. you're being offered was probably more responsibility, not less, right? Correct. But yeah. but 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 uh, don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid to counter with the job you want and see what they say. Um, that's actually. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, and so on a couple of the financial points. Did you did you make any modifications to your four hundred and one k deposits that we suggested? Um, I did pretty much everything you suggested. Um, I I maxed out everything, everything, and I made it to um, my my max um, by the nice. time uh, I stopped being paid. So that was awesome. Very low paychecks. Yeah, yeah. Last year. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> sure. Yeah, it all went to the four hundred and one k. Sorry. <laughs> it did. Um, but uh, that was okay because uh, my husband's got a pension, and um, and do you pay off your mortgage? Yes. And your husband yes. was okay with that. Um, he, he was okay. He was totally on board. And, um, after we got to say, um, <laughs> we, we don't have a mortgage anymore and money not going out is just like money coming in. I, he, he knows that phrase now. Yep. And did you start social security or not? No, because okay. I made too much money this year. I did kind of make a mistake, um, because I wasn't sure I, I did, um, unemployment, but, um, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm still kind of up in the air about that. Um, and when, yeah, I when, can't make any more money this year. Um, because otherwise I'll be into a completely different tax bracket. Okay. But the unemployment, but did it, you leave? The tax bracket is just a, they only take a portion of your, uh, the tax rate only gets, it never, it's never a hundred percent or more than a hundred percent. So, yes. but it's, you, did you, I thought you, this was a voluntary severance. Was it an involuntary severance? Um, y- yes. 
But was, no, no, yes and no. So half of the people were left to to stayed on to take care of the customers that um, were going to be turned down, and half the people um, went. And I was in the half that went. I so didn't have big accounts, you, so the but, ones that had big accounts stayed. So did you qualify for unemployment? Yes. Okay. Oh, all right. Perfect. And what do you, you wondered if that was the right decision, you said? Uh, um, well, because um, if I wasn't going to be unemployed anymore, then unemployment seems like not right. But um, so since I haven't decided, I think it's okay. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Well, as, as, as financial as, advisors. It's funny, it's funny. For years, when the government started, I, I remember this was back in the financial crisis. Uh, we had a client retiring. He got a, like a year's severance. Uh, and um, a, a ton of money in his retirement account, and the, the government gave him twenty grand towards his mortgage payment just because he fell under some weird thing, right? And mm-hmm. I remember the time, like, the government starts doing, like, after a while, we're all going to look for whatever little program we could take advantage of because it's our tax dollars. They're getting dis- yeah. redistributed all over the place. So, like, you qualify for that employment, take that employment. Yes. And and that's kind of it was just a sort of a push me pull you initially um and then it was I had already started and and I'm like ah oh, oh heck with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's keep going. And by the way, I uh it, it, I, you know, if we if you were sitting in my office, I would have told you to apply for social security in January rather than before then just to get away from the paperwork. Uh, because if you had applied for it this year in 2022, you would have fallen under what's called the special monthly rule. Which means you wouldn't have any reduction on it. Yeah, you, you wouldn't have a reduction of it, but, but you it, would require you, it, it would require you to actually go back and substantiate your income month by month to the Social Security Administration, Oy. which is kind of a pain in the butt. And yeah. so the difference there, I'm like, yeah, if we we're in August or September, I just blow it over to the next well, year. Well, it's good so. hearing from you again, Laura. Any uh, oh. questions you have for us? Um, I did find one really kind of, it's very little, but it makes, it it kind of puts a zip in my step. My my pension, my little tiny baby pension that I get, um, instead of being $700 a month, it's $905 a month. There we go. You got a nice (laughs) dinner or two every month and an additional. Exactly. What's she eating? What? Where's she eating? (laughs) With her her and her husband, a dinner or two. I said two dinners. It says a hundred dollars a dinner after tax. <laughs> when was the last time? Have you not taken your wife out to dinner over a nice dinner recently, Pat? Chili's does not qualify, by the way. Yeah, it's a buck and a half every time. Pretty All much. All right, well, well, not at the taqueria I go to. <laughs> hey, babe, get a third taco tonight. <laughs> Look, the drinks are free. You can refill them as many times. We're as you sharing want. the soda. <laughs> exactly. All right, thanks, uh, and congrats on uh, maybe your retirement. Thank you. Yeah. Thank well, you so it's, much it's always I love hearing stories like this because you worked hard and you're it's a it's a it's a what a blessing right to be in this situation in life. So. Oh, it's completely ever since I it was a choice. I mean, there's a point at which you know it's a choice. I can leave or I can stay. Um, uh, work just seemed like a joy instead of uh, most times um, instead of you know uh, oh my God it's Monday blah yeah. blah blah. Um, but I'm going to tell you I I do not miss any of your um, episodes and I um, I many of them I I listen to more than once so <laughs> love you guys thank you Hi, appreciate it I appreciate you nice yeah it's great that's a nice way to it's a nice way to finish. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, this, this program here today. So anyway, it's been great having everyone with us. 
Thanks for being part of All Worth Money Matters. Uh, but if you think this show is, is useful, if you're learning stuff from us, Laura says she enjoys it, uh, forward this to a friend and say, hey, check these guys out. I think you'll, you might get something from it. Um, that's how our, our podcast listeners grow is by people letting other people know. It's not like we have some big advertising budget we're trying to promote this. So this is how most of the listeners find us. We certainly appreciate that. And we'll be back with you next week. This has been Scott Hansen, Pat McLean of All Worth Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.